We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Sunday night Knicks Summer League edition. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Another edition of Knicks Fan TV Live presented by Manscaped. Knicks go down in this Summer League opener 79-89 to to the Raptors. Uh, but let's, the, let's let the overreactions begin. Tonight's panel, my guys JD, David Zidon. Fellas, how are you feeling today, man? Good, brother. Everything feeling good, man. Uh, I'm actually optimistic of what I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's overreact to it, man. First and foremost, um, b- before we get to Jericho, we got to start with Obi because I think Obi, sec- second year Obi is going to be key, I think, for this squad as well as himself. Obviously, we, we know that he's going to be playing behind Julius, but um, after he struggled a little bit last year, set back by the injury, no summer league and things of that nature, man. Uh, David, bro, I, I love the way Obi came out and attacked. He was very aggressive, mixed it up. 24 points on 10 of 21 shooting. Uh, what do you think about Obi's game tonight? I liked it. I liked the fact that he was aggressive, as you mentioned, and the fact of the matter is is he needed to be so. I mean, this is the guy that he's coming into a second year, a very big year for him to, you know, let's be honest, he was amidst trade speculations and whatnot, and he needed to showcase the fact that he needs to be part of this roster uh, going forward. The dribble handoff actions that they ran for him and uh, IQ and a few of the other guards, I liked it a lot. I also like the fact that he was aggressive in showing that shot. I know that he yeah. wasn't, you know, a world beater with three-point shot tonight, but it, at least he was showing it and he was aggressive. He wasn't hesitant at all. Uh, the mid-range jump shot was actually pretty, was looking pretty good, mid-range touch and finishing at the basket. That's yeah. what we were asking for him to do last year and he did it now. Man, I, w- I was pleading for the kid to drive it drive it to the basket, especially last year. And, and he started coming on. He started doing it a lot late, late in the season and, and into the playoffs. But 
today, man, he was very aggressive, JD. Very aggressive attacking the paint. I loved uh, my play of the game for Obi was when he went up against uh, Morgan on the Raptors, the guard out of uh, out of Cornell. Morgan splashes a three in Obi's eye late in the fourth quarter, or I think late in the third, and then and then Obi comes back, gets the mismatch on the other way, quickly finds him, and, and Obi turns around and and uh, turns him into barbecue chicken in the post. So I like that aggression, that attitude by Obi. I just like the way he he approached today's game. Yeah, very, very positive signs um, from Obi. One of the things that I was looking to, because, you know, in summer league, you know, I'm looking for things. I'm just, I just have a discipline eye and I'm just looking at the yeah. games. I'm not really too worried no, about no, numbers. Number one rule of summer league is it's only summer league. But go ahead. Let's, let's overreact. Let's overreact. <laughs> and, and, and we'll definitely uh, hear more as we get to yeah, other players. For sure. <laughs> for the Knicks. But in terms of Obi, being that he already had a, has a year under his belt in the NBA, I was looking specifically for improved awareness on the court. So one of the things that he didn't display effectively last year was offensive awareness in terms of, you know, setting the right screens, being in, in the proper position, improved footwork. Um, and those are some of the things that I was looking for. And he looked like he belonged out there. He looked like his awareness was, was peaked up a, a little higher. His IQ looked a little bit better. Um, and he executed. I loved his aggressiveness. Um, and I like the way he finished the game because he finished the game actually the way that I hope the Knicks use him. Yeah. There was a sequence in the fourth quarter where eight minutes and 20 seconds to go where he had a post move on a smaller player. The move itself, forget about who was defending him, yeah. but the move itself looks, looked crisp. It looked you know, aggressive. And that's what I want to see. He acts for the ball. So his mindset was aggressive. And, you know, going into this NBA season, I would like for him to transfer that in the game. If he yeah. sees a mismatch, Go get aggressive, forget what the play is called. If Thibodeau calls a certain play, ask for the ball and take advantage of those mismatches. So I like the yeah. way he ended in the fourth quarter. He had a sequence with three straight possessions where he attacked the basket. Um, and that's, I think, his best uh, segment of the game was that fourth quarter. Yeah, definitely. That was that was a play I was talking about on Morgan, where where you, where you got him in the post and, and bodied him. And yeah, man, that that's just the aggression that you, that you want to see out of Obi. So I definitely liked his intentions out there in the game, and, and he was very aggressive. Again, twenty four points for Obi on the campaign, ten of twenty one shooting, uh, two attempts from downtown. David, as you said, he, he was letting it fly from three pointer from three point land. That's all good, and and eight boards, eight boards. Go along with it. So nice campaign there. Nice night for Obi in, in the summer league opener. Now let, let's talk about the other big man because this kid, Jericho Sims, was acting a fool out there, bro. I mean, he's another guy, aggressive defensively. I thought he was he was very disciplined out there, forcing some turnovers. He got active on the glass. Um, footwork. I liked his footwork offensively, man. Had some nice, nice moves in the post and, and some nice finishes. A nice little turnaround uh, one-handers that, that uh, fell down. The two-man game with him and quickly was on point. And, and just in the fourth quarter, bro, the alley-oop from quickly to Sims. Bro, his head went over the rim. On a body. Completely over the rim, bro. Uh, Dave, what what'd you think about Jericho Sims out there today? I loved his feet. Yeah. His tremendous footwork. Yeah. He's a great rim runner, too. Yeah. I didn't know that about him. I thought he was strictly one of those, you know, pick and roll, you know, just throw it up there. He's going to jump and get it kind of guys. I, I got to admit, I should have done a little bit more work on uh, scouting him with that. But to be honest with you, the other thing that impressed me was 
his uh, physical play. Mm. I mean, the dunk, yeah. the alley-oop was incredible. The the dunk that caught my eye, though, was when he caught it in traffic and then, like, stepped through about two, three defenders yeah. and just went straight up. Yeah, you know, just straight vertical, mm-hmm. right off right off the vert, was able to finish in traffic. And then his awareness, more so not even just – he didn't really do a great job in rebounding, but he did a really good job in altering those shots right. and not getting stupid fouls, which I was really, really impressed with. So – yeah, he's he's a beast, and he's a whole lot thicker than I thought he would be. Like his legs are really, really strong. He has yeah, a good. He has a good body already. So he's got a good frame, man. At least from what frame. I see. No, obviously I didn't see much of him in, in college, but you know he he looks pretty pretty built right there. Yeah, I think everybody was focused on Greg and uh, and Kai, which is which is crazy. They had those three on the front line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that that they had them on that team. But yeah, this kid could be special. I mean, if he's able to really put together some sort of offensive, you know, just a go-to move, one go-to move on the block and mm-hmm. just be a, a simple, effective player. He could be really, really good. Yeah, J.D., man, that, the turnaround jump hook by him was nice. Uh, like like David said, I, I thought his footwork was very impressive. And, again, the, the springs, you know, the, the springs mm. was on point and, and altering the shots. I thought defensively he played a disciplined game. Six of six on the campaign for Jericho Sims, 12 points and uh, eight boards. So what do you think about Jericho, bro? Well, I'm going to lead the overreaction charge. Overreact, bro. Let's we go. Got Let's one. go. We Let's got go. one. We got the next Dwight. We got the next Dwight, baby. Orlando Magic Dwight Howard. <laughs> Listen, I mean, again, I was looking for certain things that could translate versus NBA competition. And that post move that looks similar to Obi's, that footwork turnaround against a smaller guy. Those are things that you can translate against NBA skilled players. Um, so that was a positive. And, you know, one of the things, the only thing I could think of is, man, what can some of these, you know, what could he do against a good point guard? Like a Kemba, I can't wait to see that. Like, you know, that's yeah. some of the thoughts that peeped into my mind. I, I, you know, he's not going to get, he's not expected to get that type of minutes. But when you see some of these dunks, when you see some of these easy opportunities, you can only think of, you know, him playing with a Derrick Rose or him playing yeah. with a Kemba off yeah, a pick yeah. and roll. What type of, you know, play that would, that would garner. And listen, who would have thought at 58 when you had three first round picks with Obi and quickly and Grimes that Jericho Sims would take all the shine in game one of the summer league. Uh, it was very impressive and, and I can't wait to see him in game two. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was a good find by them and we'll see what happens as these games keep going. The next game is uh, August 11th against the Lakers. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he can carry that energy forward, but great start. Uh, by Jericho Sims, very impressive. Third on my list uh, of impressive was McBride, man. I, I like McBride, man. He-, he carried everything over from West Virginia, an absolute ball hawk, uh, just intense, really, really running the break well. I, I definitely like what Mc- what uh, McBride gave us. He finished with nine points, one steal, two dimes, five boards. Uh, McBride is gonna he's gonna be a Tibbs favorite sooner or later, man. And I just think the way that they're gonna manage the minutes with. Kemba and D Rose, I think McBride will find his opportunities throughout the season, no doubt about it. Uh, Dave, what do you think about McBride tonight? I love the energy. That was one of the things that I continue to talk about on the timeline is great energy so yeah. far. That that pull-up mid-range is really, yeah. really, really polished. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a really good mid-range jump shot. The thing that stuck out was, uh, as I said earlier, the energy, but then the defensive awareness. He had one steal. He should have had three. Uh, there yeah. was one where he actually, you know, went out of bounds and 
you know, I mean, we're talking about a kid who doesn't give up on the play, whether the fact that, you know, there were two instances in which he did was close to hitting the floor and this guy wasn't giving up on the play, did a great job going through screens uh, and was vocal. That's like, that's one of those things where you don't want to see a point go- oh, a guard or any player that's coming into the league being timid. So he was vocal on defense, was able to talk, was able to go through screens. And he's one of those guards that you could see down the road being really good in some, you know, some sort of situations where they need to ice players, uh, which, which is a yeah. tip phase. Yep. So <laughs> I think that's something that's, you know, going to be pretty good for them down the road with him. Yeah, I, I like this kid's energy a lot, man. Played football in high school, man, and, and you can kind of shows, you know, the way that he gets very low on defense. He kind of has those instincts, and, and as a guard, his head is always up. He's always looking to push the pace and, and find somebody out in front. So I like McBride's activity today, J.D. What do you think about him? I get a lot of Marcus Smart vibes when I when I watched him today. Yeah, you know, in 100%, terms, hundred percent. I got yeah, like even his build, just the way he looks on the TV, the way he moves, the toughness, the confidence. Um, I think that's yeah. I think his yeah, exactly. Um, he uh, he had a lot of deflections. Um, you know, can get you some rebounds, a couple assists, a steal. Had only one turnover in twenty six minutes. Mm-hmm. Like I got a lot of Marcus vibes. Uh, Marcus Smart vibes in, um, in in McBride, and I think that's very positive for the Knicks. I can't wait to see him. I think he's going to get some burn, and you know, let's see let let's see how he pl- even the play against Malachi Flynn, where Malachi Flynn made the basket. That was still yeah. great defense, man. For a guy that changed direction on him, he was still able to stay with him. Had a hand up, contested the shot. You know, the shot was made. You tip your cap, but. Sometimes even when plays are made against you, you still learn and you still get better. Um, and I think that showed a lot there, even as the basket was made. He had great defense. And I'm excited because, you know, when you're able to play defense at the NBA level, that's going to get you on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to be a good college defender. But now when you're facing Chris Pauls and you're facing Trey Youngs and you're facing real, you know, elite ball handlers, you, you having the ability to show that you can stay in front of these guys Tibbs will see that in training camp. He'll see that in in preseason. And as soon as one of these guys ahead of him either gets hurt or doesn't perform, he's going to come in for a spot minutes and he's going to be impressive. So can't wait to see his development. Uh, Absolutely. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. This is the first edition of Post Game Live kicking off the new season, the preseason, I guess you could call it. Knicks go down in Vegas Summer League uh, 89-79 to the Raptors. I want to shout out some super chats that have come in. Stanley Carinard sends one. He says, I love what I saw from Obi and Sims. Grimes will come along with bright energies infectious, quickly out of position at point guard. He needs to play off the ball. We're going to talk on that in a minute. Al Diddy, shout out my guy Al Diddy down in Orlando. He says, not hating on IQ, but Kemba signing looking better and better. I don't like how he looked Grimes off a few times. All right, so let's let's go to Grimes. I mean, Grimes, he started the game off well. Started the game off with a, with a nice dribble handoff for a three-point shot. I think that's something that you'll love to see uh, with Grimes and, and the Knicks as as he continues to grow and develop. You know, shot struggled a little bit. Went three of, three of 11 from the field today. Uh, did knock down a corner three late in the game as the Knicks were trying to uh, cut the lead and, and get back into it. But overall, you know, did, didn't really shoot the ball too well. I know, David, what do you think about uh, Grimes out there? Yeah, I mean, he started off great. I mean, that three, that three coming uh, up from the corner and then a shooting from the wing, hit, that was cash. So I was yeah. thinking, okay, we're going to just continue that trend. Uh, but his feet are, his feet were always set. 
he did a great job with having his hands ready to shoot. You know, he reminded me a lot of like the same way that uh, Devin Bain, you know, Devin Bain was able to move without the ball last summer, you know, coming into the Grizzlies, like that type of, you know, big stocky guard who's able to shoot really well. That's Grimes. Like he's, but he's going to grow into more of an offensive threat of putting the ball on the floor the more his career goes on. I just saw a few things that he was able to do. And he kind of, I wouldn't use the word experimented, but he wanted to showcase that ability of being a little bit crafty and getting that shot off. You know, the, the next three he attempted, you know, he got off the handoff and did kind of like a fake, uh, you know, fake into his pull-up. And then he just pulled it from three, which, which caught me off guard. But I was very impressed at the fact that he would even do that. And just to see, you know, how the shot is feeling. And then the next... In the second half, he was able to kind of, uh, you know, he hit the other two threes or the other two shots, I should say. But the bottom line is you want to see that aggression. I mean, this is a, a rookie, and he's able to feel comfortable enough to have his feet set, have his hands ready, you know, hold his – he did everything mechanically right. The shots just didn't fall in. Yeah. And, listen, it could have been first game jitters. It could have just been, hey, you know, it's just one of those days. But I'd rather see that than some really bad misses and being timid where you miss three shots in a row. Oh, I don't want it anymore. Yeah, we confidence didn't see that there. from him. Confidence was definitely still there. And as you said, the, sh the shots just didn't fall. So I, I definitely did like the fact that he stayed aggressive d despite the fact that it didn't drop. I mean, Knicks as a, t as a team shot 7 of 40 from downtown. So definitely New York Bricks in, in their first uh, summer league campaign. But, you know, just, it, it's summer league, man. It is what it is. Um, J.D., what your thoughts on Grimes today? Um, I think uh, David made some excellent points in terms of just evaluating his footwork, his awareness, his spots on the floor, um, because you just want to see if the game, if you had a, just a difficult shooting game, sometimes you do everything right on the floor and the shots just simply don't go in. Um, and, and that's not necessarily a red flag, especially if you're a good shooter, you know, the confidence is that next game you'll be able to make those shots. So I saw, you know, solid footwork. He, you know, was shooting the basketball when he was open. Um, he played within the team game. You know, he didn't look like he was forcing shots. There was actually, uh, a spot in, he had a little baby jumper in the paint that he passed off. I wish he would have shot that, you know, shot there. Um, so those are little things, but. It's just one of those things where, you know, he's three of eight. Yeah. He makes one or two more. The percentages, you know, flip. And now we're having a different conversation. So it's just one of those first game things. And, you know, it's summer league. A lot of these guys, especially, you know, him and McBride as rookies with media and a lot of hype coming into this game. They're New York Knicks is different than being in another team. It's just one of those things, you know, you come on next game and, and try to get better. Plus, the Raptors were also coached by Patrick Matumbo. Uh, who's been part of the Raptors organization for quite some time now. Mm. Uh, the development aspect of their team is not just on the offensive end. They have an identity on defense and the way that they're able to, you know, you're, you're dealing with guards that were physical, but then they're also crafty, mm. not just offensively, but defensively. And they have length. I mean, you're talking about the fact that between Scotty Barnes, um, Scotty Barnes and Gillespie and their ability to rotate and switch it's difficult, yeah, you know, yeah. that's just the way it is. And, you know, of course, they also have a bunch of other dogs that are coming out there that have learned under what the philosophy is defensively that the Raptors run. So, you know, you're, you might have an instance where they do a great job at their perimeter defense, just a bad shooting night. It is what it is. But I like what I saw mechanically and physically from, from Grimes. Yeah. It wasn't inconsistent and it wasn't 
two different shots. It was the same thing every time. You know, it just didn't happen to fall. With quickly, you know, look, I, I, I see a lot of comments and a lot of fans saying that, that he struggled, <laughs> they didn't like that, and, and would rather have him play off ball. For me, though, I think now is the time for him to, to get that those reps in, get that experimentation, and see what he could do on the ball as he prepares for, for his second season. You know, he didn't have a summer league just like Obi. So I think now is the time for him to get out there and get that experience, and then we can see what he, we, we can, he can do. I mean, in this game, the decision-making wasn't really there. You know, didn't really facilitate as well offensively. Didn't shoot the ball too well, uh, you know, on the offensive end, obviously. But um, shot selection was a little iffy. But, again, his first summer league game, get the jitters out, and, and hopefully he continues to get better and, and learns from experiences like this. Yeah, he's, for sure. He still had, uh, you know, on the positive end, Still gave you, you know, he gave you two steals, eight assists, six yeah. rebounds, you know, for a six, what, six, two guard. Um, you definitely like to see the six rebounds. So that's a positive. You definitely like to see the eight assists there. Um, as you mentioned, I think, you know, he played 37 minutes. So it's obvious the Knicks are experimenting here. He started at point guard. Um, he was the main ball handler throughout his minutes. So this is this is the time whether you know, it becomes positive or negative. This is the time to use to see what you have for him as a ball handler, as a playmaker, and let him make the mistakes now. <laughs> you, we, yeah. know, we know, you know, during the season, Tibbs is, doesn't have that long a leash to make those mistakes. So let's do it now in summer league. Let's experiment. Let's see what you have there. Um, and so, listen, you know, nobody said that he was going to be our, our starting point guard. Right. And, 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 an elite point guard, but now is the time to see what, what he has at that position. It's the best time to practice this. I'd rather have a bunch of turnovers yeah. and look at how he had those turnovers so you can learn from it. The fact of the matter is Derrick Rose and Kemba Walker are the two primary point guards for the New York Knicks. That's that's just the way it is. Right. And that's the way it's, it's going to be, uh, barring any injury. And Lord willing, that doesn't occur. The thing that I wanted to see less of was actually the shooting part. I don't, you know, we know you could score. We've seen you score, you know, fans mm -hmm. have seen you score. I want to see more of the playmaking ability from, you know, you being able to feed pinch posts or you utilizing screens from pinch posts or anything in which we have a, we have the opportunity to see that the Knicks run real pick and roll action, high pick and roll action with, Two, two primary bigs in Obi Toppin and uh, Sims tonight. And we didn't do yeah. too, we didn't see too much of that. And more so just to follow up with uh, what JD said is the rebounding part is great. Rebounding and pushing, I liked it even more. So I, I, I could see where he needs to work on some things and the decision-making with the ball in his hands. But when the ball is out of his hands and getting to his spots and then, you know, getting some shots up, I have no issue with it. I just want to see a little bit more playmaking yeah. uh, from him. Yeah, and and like we said, now now's the time to to get that out there and try to get that experience. You know, he had that connect. The connections to Sims were on point. Had about three of them. You know, when Sims slipped the uh, the pick and roll, and then I think two lobs he had to Sims. So he, him and Sims had some chemistry there, and so um, you know had some had some moments, and uh, definitely tried to get the Knicks back into the game. I think Knicks were able to cut it to about nine in that fourth quarter, and then the Raptors had clapped back with uh, back to back threes, pushing the lead to about fifteen, and that was pretty much it. But um, that that was quickly's night. 
Um, Vildoza, now Vildoza had just come in from Japan two days ago. I, I was uh, sat in on a press conference that he had yesterday. And, you know, I think he was still on an Olympics, you know, malaise. He was still jet lag, kind of tired and, and still trying to figure it out. He came in, they gave him a couple of minutes, um, you know, looked a little overwhelmed. It, it is what it is. Played eight minutes and didn't really do too, too much. Finished with three dimes on the night. Uh, had one turnover when, when Barnes, who, you know, I'll, I'll get to in a second, but Barnes ripped him and, uh, and, and dunked it in. So, you know, not, not much from Vildoza. They only played him eight minutes. You know, he, he got his feet wet a little bit and, and, and came out. But, uh, J.D., I mean, did you, did you notice anything from, from Vildoza's minutes? Um, I, you know, I saw the interview. And so he, you know, I don't know if it was a little bit of fatigue. He did say that he didn't sleep well as well because of the jet lag. Um, you know, he just played in Tokyo a whole different time yeah. period coming out to the U.S. Um, and now dealing with, you know, trying to impress your new team. Um, I know there's a lot going in his mind. Um, the one thing that I will say, you know, positive three assists in eight minutes, that's a positive. Um, I will say I want to see the next game, how he handles the NBA athleticism. There was a few possessions where he looked like he tried to drive and he couldn't just explode. Yeah. He couldn't, you know, get by uh, the defender. And this is this is something different now. You're You're facing you know, athletes. And so, you know, he needs that experience. I thought it was a good experience for him. He mm-hmm. may have looked a little shell-shocked. This is, now you're in the NBA. And so let's see, you know, he gets a, a day's rest. Let's see how he comes up, you know, the next year. David, what about you? Yeah, I definitely think fatigue was a factor. Uh, I'm not going to use that as an excuse. You know, being on the, being the president of the Veldoza Veldoza uh, <laughs> <club>. Hive. <laughs> The um, the fact of the matter is he did a lot of uh, east west with the with yeah, the rock in his yeah. hands, not just north south. You know, coming off the screens, you know, some quick passes, things like that. I think he's he was trying to feel things out, mm-hmm. uh, but unfortunately, you you feel it out too much, then you fall behind. You right. know, you really don't have time to do so. Scotty Barnes was just the primary. Scotty Barnes play was just a primary example of the fact that you can't go east west anymore in this league Man. unless you're able to create that shot from that far out which very few people can do uh he needs to utilize more screens uh that's just that's just the nature of the beast yeah uh, i don't think he's going to be able to blow by anybody immediately yet until he learns how to you know the little ins and outs of the league and the angles and things like that but i'm not worried about him uh i'm a little bit i'm just a little bit interested to see how he's going to fare as jd just mentioned with the athletes yeah. more so on the defensive end uh, just kind of reading those guys. And then once we get on the offensive end, now that teams are going to know that Sims is the type of player that he is around the basket, uh, can the Knicks take advantage of penetrating kick opportunities? And that might be more of, you know, the strong suit in Vildoza's game than anything else. So, you know, next game will be a telltale sign. I think by the third game, that's going to be like the test, the litmus test for him. So yeah. you got to see what it is. Well, he, he admitted to me in, in my press press conference question about his strength. He said it damn sure it wasn't defense. So uh, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see how they work with him on that uh, going forward. But like you said, it, it definitely looked like, you know, he's trying to get a feel for things out there and get adjusted. But uh, maybe a little bit overthinking a little bit too much and, and just didn't really have it going. Um, salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We're going to take some phone calls now. Hit us up, 657-383-1509 or call. 
call us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord. What did you guys think of the game, man? What did you guys think of the performances? I know everybody is, uh, was loving OB and, and Sims. I have the OB and Sims uh, press conference reactions. I'll post that up after tonight's show. We'll post that on the channel so you guys can hear what they have to say about their performances. Also had uh, Nick Summer League coach uh, Dice uh, Yasumoto. I think that's his last name, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we got his reactions as well, and so uh, stay tuned for that. We'll we'll clip those up and put those up on the channel. Um, yo, Scotty Barnes is pretty damn impressive, bro. I'm <laughs> yo, that kid is a beast, an absolute go. beast. I mean, his wingspan is incredible. Um, <laughs> this this kid is, this kid is gonna be a problem, man. I know it's only summer league, but. This kid looked pretty damn impressive out there, man. Scott Scotty Barnes was on, was doing things out there. Yeah. Sometimes you see, sometimes you see some of the just gifted natural yeah. talent, just like Kaminga's first game with the Warriors. Like sometimes you just see it, um, and you know, <laughs> after the game, I'm thinking, okay, I see why they passed up on Suggs. You know, you know that that will always still be a debate, but yeah. I can see why. You know, especially Ujiri. Ujiri is a guy that loves just those wings. He loves Mm -hmm. those wings that have those measurables, 6'9", with with a wingspan, can defend, um, are athletic. So, very impressive. He had a double-double with five assists. Man, you know, and and he just needs to improve the shot and, and, you know, get his ball handling a little bit better. And he can, who knows, who knows what the ceiling is. Yeah, he's a monster, man. I I coached against him in high school. We we prepped for him for a whole week, and wow. and it didn't matter. <laughs> we, just, we, we said, hey, don't don't give up anything by the elbow. And guess where he went <laughs> to the elbow. Yeah. He couldn't do anything about it. He's a beast, man. This kid looks like he, he's gonna be a five to a player, man. Just just alpha early look. He just looks like he's gonna be a guy that that can fill up the stat sheet, man, on both ends of the court. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um a great job. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Daniel Balsajor sends a super chat. He says Dan from ATL here. Looks like Nick's brass really want IQ to get comfortable at the at the lead guard. Handle's still a little loose, but this is what summer league is for. All right, salute to Daniel. We got 1,600 people in here. Everybody hit that like button. Let's get those likes up. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. And uh, also want to tip my cap to, to everybody watching and supporting because uh, you know, over the past couple of days, Knicks Fan TV has crossed the 40,000 subscriber threshold. So I definitely want to thank the fans. Thank you to everybody who's supporting. Everybody hitting that like button, everybody subscribing, sharing these videos. I want to thank my panelists like JD, like David Zenon for their contributions to the show. Everybody that has come on the show and contributed to the show, man, definitely appreciate it. And uh, on the way to 50K, man. So, so you know, it, it's an accomplishment for everybody involved, no doubt about it. All right, let's get to the phone, see what the people have to say. Let's go to Arkansas, my guy, Truth. Truth, what it do, bro? How you feeling? What's up, fellas, man? Hey, I'm going to make it real short and quick for y'all, boys. Uh, I like the way Quickly was shooting. He wasn't really looking down off the screens a lot. He didn't. He could have had more assists, but it was first game of some league. Oh, he smashed out, had a real big game. I, I like the way he threw the little one-man fast break. Patty with the chip in was pretty fine. Yeah. Scotty Bond was a dog. Champagne, you know, them boys was getting it in. And Sims, you know, you can't forget about him. And uh, McBride played defense on bigger guys. That was surprising. And then, you know, uh, 
Bill Dozer, he gonna come around too. So I appreciate the call though. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, man. Have a good weekend, truth. Uh, yeah, OB getting that steal and getting out on a one-man transition, man. Knicks, Knicks have guys that can get out and run now. We got OB, you got RJ, you have uh, Grimes was in the 92nd percentile in transition now out at uh, University of Houston. McBride likes to push it, so definitely want to see them be you know opportunistic on the defensive end and, and get out and run because they got the guys now that, that can finish in this young core. So definitely um, uh, a good sign. Certainly a good sign. It's very encouraged by by Obi's. He almost today. had two steals the same way. Yeah, you know, just he he looked great moving around on the perimeter. One of the knocks that he had coming into the draft. Sure. He doesn't look so robotic anymore. So yeah. he looks pretty good. De- definitely look fluid out there. Obi, Obi looked good. Um, oh, let's let's go to Papa Left. Papa Left was at the game, checking in from Las Vegas. Papa Left, what's going on, bro? Yo, what's going on, CP? What's going on, Dave? on JD. Hey, how you feeling, bro? It is. How's the atmosphere out you know, there? Contrary, contrary to popular belief, uh, committing 10 hours to summer league basketball isn't as awesome <laughs> as it seems on paper. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I lucked out. <laughs> it, it's hot, man. It's, it's yeah. hot. I, 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 I enjoyed the Jericho Sims uh, dunk. It softened the blow of the loss, yeah. but it was still a loss. And I just, I just I couldn't handle the Cavs and 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 the Rockets as an organization <laughs> so you, you for two got hours. So yeah, yeah. There's not a Green and Mobley. Much success to them, and I, I'm sure I'll see them at some point. But uh, yeah, no. I, I went back to my room, going back for Cade at six yeah, o'clock. That's a good point. But um, yeah, that's you know I just got to be there for that moment. But you know, I thought I thought I, I want to start just one by one. I think yeah. Grimes uh, showed me enough. To, to say that this guy is going to be a legit NBA player. I mean, he wasn't um, anything special offensively, but defensively he was special. You could see his length, his ability to make up for the space caught up by like that first uh, dribble drive. He was keeping up with Barnes. Even McBride as well was keeping up with Barnes when he got switched on him. Um, I think quickly uh, just came out like rust. I think the whole team came out rusty. Uh, quickly um, has just one adjustment in his game. I think he's missing from it, and it's just trusting that in uncomfortable space um, where he starts dancing around to do the step back. Mm-hmm. But sometimes guys kind of catch on to that, so he needs to dip his shoulder and kind of, like, trust it. Um, him and Malachi Flynn kind of have uh, similar kind of kind of outlooks on the game. They, 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 they're such good shooters, and they – want to tantalize you on the perimeter, but uh, teams are just forcing them into the dirty part of the court and they yeah. kind of just fizzle out uh, once they get there. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with Obi. Um, I think Obi looked like the part of like the best player on the floor, which is, you know, very encouraging. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of young players. I thought, I thought Jericho Sims also, I, uh, I don't I think it was, I think it was JD who said this, um, his ability to be patient with the ball um, underneath the hoop and step up. And I think it was a layup or a dunk, but Jericho Sims was, was like serviceable. Like he, re- he was more than serviceable. He's yeah. really good. I, I thought he was. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think, I don't, I don't know what to 
care about like the end result. It, it definitely felt like a scrimmage watching it live. It didn't have, it had moments of, of back and forth with so many stoppages, yeah. so much kind of like working it out with the referees. It was just very, eh. So, but uh, uh, with that said, I do think that, you know, I think Sims is, is a big takeaway and, and getting Obi some more, maybe get some of your thoughts about getting Obi some more isolation looks. You know, we saw that in the beginning of preseason last year where he was sold to us as a on the block kind of get, get to your spot and move player. And then he devolved into stand in the corner and then he evolved into kind of like dribble handoffs and you kind of saw that today mm -hmm. so maybe if you guys could talk about um ob toppin's development if, if there would be any commitment to him being an isolation player at some point this year okay how was uh how was um the atmosphere man how was, were there a lot of knicks fans in there were we deep um yeah i mean i mean as far as like fans that made you know they have this thing where they're like before the game are there any raptors fans here and then are there any knicks fans we could like here in new york in in las vegas um you know it was it was a nice atmosphere uh i would say that you know people are just excited to i would say this that they do a great job there at the arena uh of giving giving fans the opportunity to see players um, up close and you see a lot of kids like running up the steps at UNLV when like waiting outside at 1130 in the morning um, to, to get up there up close up front and you know they have posters all over the, the arena of Trey Young of Nikola Jokic uh, you know all the you know DeAndre Ayton it, it, there's the vibe in the in the arena that you're about to see a legend born and I think that is something that the NBA has done really well with with the summer league. So, uh, you know, it's, it's great for the locals, I think. And it's, it's something that uh, just talking to people outside, it's something that they do every year. Yeah. So it was really cool to see that for sure. De definitely, man. So hopefully we'll hear from you. Uh, you're going to be there for the Laker game on the 11th. I'm going to be there for all the Nick games uh, going into Saturday where Let's they go. play the Pistons. And yeah. then I'm leaving that Saturday night, but I'll be, I'll be, I'll be going to, just the games where the Knicks. I'll go to the to the day admission when the Knicks are playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, let's let's see what Cade Cunningham. I don't know how Jalen Green and, and Evan Mobley played, but uh, you know, it just the Rockets and the and the the Cavs are disgusting. <laughs> I, I can't do that. All right. All right, man. Cool. All right. Cool. Law. Appreciate you, you calling in, bro. That's my guy, Papa Left, live on location. CK2K is also out there. I'm not sure if he's out there today, uh, but he'll be out there for the games as well. And, yeah, man, yo, Summer League is a great time. You know, I, I, I obviously wish I was out there this year. It's it's $40, all, all the basketball that you could watch, um, you know, and, and it's just low-key. It's a good vibe, and, and they keep it real relaxed. And watch as many basketball games you, you can, you could take in, and see some of the rising stars, man. See some of the rising stars. So, Cade versus... Uh, OKC and, and their many guards. You, you'll see a little Josh Giddy. You'll see Maladon, Trey Mann, you know, who should have been a Nick, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> I'll, 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 watch, I'll be watching that game, you know, jealous. Don't do that to me, man. Don't do that. <laughs> what, what, what I love about day one of Summer League, especially after this draft and, and, and you know, all the all the shows you had, uh, CP, and all the great guests and experts you had is – you know, day one is the overreaction. I already yeah. see on Twitter, Jalen Johnson, uh, this player, like oh. anybody that oh, plays man. well, that's within the realm yeah. of where the Knicks 
could have picked. Yeah. You know, people are going to be like, you see, uh, Jalen Johnson had a double oh, don't double. Worry. Now I some people are talking. I already heard from Jay from Florida who sent me oh, the really? Jalen Johnson 20 point highlights. Talking about y'all booed me. Y'all booed me. This is our guy. The overreactions, uh, man. It's, yeah, it's the man. overreactions. It's a fun time. Yeah, I had one guy at me talking about all our rookies in second year place are terrible. What are they doing? They're not practicing in the off season. I said, oh my God. I said, oh man, oh, here we go. Literally, it's the first day. It's and the then on the day, flip man. side, then on the flip side, there have been guys that have played for this franchise and others that have performed tremendously well in summer league. And then when the regular season rolls around, yeah, Davion Mitchell nice. had like twenty something points his first game. In the second game, I think he was like two for eleven. I don't know how he finished, <laughs> but you know, it was day one. It was like Davion Mitchell's the next this. De'Aaron Fox is gonna get traded, and then game two, he doesn't have such a great game, <laughs> and everybody's back to you know being balanced. As I said, man, number one rule of summer league is it's only summer league. That's it. That's just it. enjoy uh, the just enjoy the buffets, yeah. man. Don't worry about don't worry that's about it. anything else. That, that's I, it, man. I will say this about uh, Papa Left mentioned he wanted to hear some thoughts on Obi oh, Toppin. Yeah, um, yeah. I will say, and that's why I noted the fourth quarter, because he had a sequence, eight minutes and 20 seconds to go. The post move that we talked about, seven minutes and 25 seconds mm-hmm. to go. He caught the ball, he did a quick move, swipe, attacked the rim. And then with 6.55 to go, he, he attacked the rim again with a, like a little floater bucket. And those were all in the paint. And so the way he started the game was he was shooting a little bit too many threes for my liking. And I started to think, well, maybe this is the role that the Knicks are going to carve out for him, being that they made the investment in Randall. Um, maybe they want to you know, continue to build him as that stretch four. Um, but I just like the way that he finished. So I think it's still a wait and see approach in terms of how Thibodeau is going to utilize him. And I just hope that they utilize him more closer to the basket yeah. and then hey if 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 he's open for the three then you you go ahead and take the shot mm-hmm. i agree i i think that's spot on man like what jd just said like he's he came out was aggressive strictly from the perimeter why not see the you know try to see if the ball goes in from out you know from out deep you've already had enough uh naysayers i guess you can say that say that you can't shoot yet let alone the fact that Teams are looking to take away any opportunity for you to have energy plays. You know, like everything he did in the playoffs was, you know, a lot of energy off the bench. And he showcased that ability to have good touch around the basket. So let's put him further away from the basket and see what happens. He didn't do it. I like the fact that he hit some mid-range shots. Yeah. That and one that he got in the, in the paint that he got. Uh, or he should have had an and one, excuse me, when he went to the basket mm-hmm. to end the first half. I mean, that just shows, like, it's just a different mentality from the kid. He's he's a tough kid, you know, and he's going to show that ability to put it on the floor. You want me to put it on the floor? Cool. You want me to go through somebody's chest? Cool. I could shoot that. But I like the fact that he was able to do that, and he knew when and where to shoot. Yeah. He wasn't trying to make anything happen out of nothing. He let the game come to him. And those are good misses that he had from three. I'm I'm not mad about any of them whatsoever. There wasn't any ill-contest Ill shots. There wasn't anything that made me say, mm, I don't think this is it for you. I I like his growth. I like the way that he's been steadily improving. Yeah, like, like you said, I, I liked his intentions out there all, all game. Um, he did hit a nice, I think in the first half or second quarter, he hit a nice uh, baseline, like almost a fadeaway mid-range. Mid-range, like, mid-range 
yeah, yeah. fadeaway. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that shot from him. And uh, as as JD mentioned, the the post moves that he had late in the game, I thought that was great. And again, I think it's just a signal of confidence. I think, yeah, he may not be able to back down everybody at, at, at you know in the when he gets to the when he's in the NBA during the during the regular season, right? Because he just may not have that lower body strength to to back down most guys. But I think at the very least, from a face up standpoint, he can attack the rim. <clears throat> and again, that's what I was looking for him for from him all rookie seasons. Like, yo, just get confident, get to the line, you know, see what happens. Attack the rim, see if you could draw some contact. And he was certainly doing that today. That that was certainly sure. on display today. And I think that's something that, you know, he can count on uh in year two for sure. For sure. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. I want to shout out my guy Michael Parker sends a $100 super chat. He's the number one fan of the show, as we call him. Uh, and he says, congrats on 40K subs. Let's go. Salute to the chat, the mods, and the panel. Salute to Michael Parker, man. He's literally probably the, the first fan that we had on this show. And uh, he's been rocking with us every episode. Never misses a show. So, Michael Parker, definitely salute to you. Uh, shout out RGT85. He sends a super chat. He says the walls of Jericho Sims will not be denied. Get on the bandwagon now. Shout out <laughs> RGT, man. Gamer, Knicks fan. Definitely got to have him on the show and, and talk shop for sure. That'll be a fun one. Um, let me get back to the phones. Let's go to DJ from Staten Island. King Deej, what's going on? What's up? What's up, yo? Run it up, run it up. Let's go. <laughs> Excuse me. You know it's overreaction day one. So now everybody's going to be like, trade Mitch, yeah. trade IQ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's man. Like, yeah. I, I, hate, I, hate, I hate watching Summer League day one, bro. But so if I, the, big three, the, the biggest three takeaways, I would say, from just looking at a Knicks perspective, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about Scotty because Scotty's looking like the next Scotty. Like, he was really uber talented today, even with shooting bad. <laughs> he looked really the kid good. kid was but impressive. From a Knicks perspective, yeah, CP. He he's he's gonna be a problem. Yeah. But from a Knicks perspective, just talking about like everything that we have collectively, the person that stood out to me the most, besides obviously Jericho, was Miles McBride. Obi, I, Obi had the same thing in college. Like if you look, if you if you guys look into Obi's history, he struggles the first time he's in a new situation. That next year, he has a bounce back year. So mm. he did that in college. He did that in high school. So if you follow Obi, like how everybody pertains to it then it's just him following the trend iq i was surprised that one thing that they had iq play point guard so much but i understand because luca just got literally just got off a flight and obviously miles mcbride just got there like day one i don't think they're gonna have him play primary guard but i would say miles mcbride to me and this is the guy that i wanted anyway in the second round i i like everything that he brings tibbs is gonna love him like this kid has Marcus Smart, baby Marcus mm-hmm. Smart, written all over him. And I just, I like everything. He's a better shooter than Marcus Smart coming out of college. I'm not talking about now. I'm talking yeah. about coming out of college, he was a better shooter. So let's just see, you know, how, you know, Rose and Kemba are injury prone. So he's going to get his little I think 10 he's minutes get in his, between. Uh, yeah. you know, I think he's going like, to get in. Yeah, or, or, or like game CP on um, back-to-back. You know, Rose and Kemba not going to play back-to-back. Yeah. You know, uh, those trips, those West Coast trips four games and five mm-hmm. nights, six nights, you know, he, they'll get a shine. But, yeah, I would say he stood out. Quentin Grimes, I felt like it was all nerves. You know, that first shot was all adrenaline. And, if you, like, he, he's been – he's notoriously known for being a good shooter, consistent shooter. So his shot will come. I'm not worried about him. Yeah. And um, 
and Jericho, man, you got a nickname already. Y2J is, I think, was trending when, when the dunk happened. So, so my son, yo, CP, he already got Y2J, man. It's, it's, a, it's a wrap. But it's everybody a just chill, you know, first game. The rookies are rookies. Obi looks decent, and IQ, you know, he's still not primary point guard. But I, as you said in the intro, like as I was listening on the on the line, it's right now you experiment to see where these guys can dibble and dabble mm-hmm. when when you need them in the game. Yep. So it's it's all good, man. Everybody just chill. Don't trade Mitch. <laughs> don't trade. Don't trade IQ yet, guys. Everybody just relax, man. This Let's team go. is deep. I'm out. All Peace. right, bro. Good good to hear from you, King Deej. My guy DJ from Staten Island, man, calling in. And yeah, uh, McBride, I, I love McBride's game today. He's definitely, uh, he's going to be a tips guy. Definitely. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Remember, as always, that these shows are presented by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and enter promo code NYX for 20% off plus free shipping. Fellas, go out there and grab that lawnmower 4.0. It is the Ferrari of ball trimmers. Trust me, you can't go wrong. Manscaped.com, 20% off plus free shipping using promo code NYX. All right, back to the phones we go. Let me hear from, um, where'd he go? Mr. William was at the game, so we want to hear from him. Mr. William, what's, what's going on, man? How you feeling? How was, the, how was the atmosphere? Yo, my brother CP was good. Salute to you, Salute, the bro. panel. Congrats, big congrats on 40,000 subscribers. I think I jumped on when you were at about 2,000 subscribers, man, wow. and it's been a pleasure to take this ride with you, brother. Thank you, bro. Appreciate the support, uh, man. Definitely when, appreciate it. Whenever we link up, I still got two drinks for you. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 didn't forget, I told man. you that before. Yeah, you know, things happen. You didn't make it out here. Me and my bro, 950 Cavs, we got two drinks for you. So that's four All drinks right, no apiece. So you may end up twisted. You may end up twisted whenever we finish hanging out. Hey, but. it's all good, yeah, man. Me... I, I was supposed to do the interview with, with you guys out there, man. But I spoke to Kev, and uh, we rescheduled it. So I'll meet you guys at the studio out here, and, and we'll knock it out. 
No doubt, no doubt. All right, let me let me hit you with with, yeah. with my my assessment of this. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried. First of all, why are we talking about trade IQ in the chat when the dude just was Olympic select and you know got votes for rookie of the year? That is totally asinine. We're not even going to discuss it. Never mind the fact IQ looked like he just came from hanging out last night. Like <laughs> I was expecting him to pull off Timberland boots and put sneakers on, smelling like smelling like hookah and and five <laughs> other perfumes that were just randomly purchased. Aside from that, yeah. these are the things I look for from young dudes. Mm-hmm. I look at and 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 Grimes and McBride, man. They they day one. They're gonna be day one contributors. I'm looking at how hard dudes go over or under screen. I'm looking at how dudes recognize what their man is doing mm-hmm. and who plays passing lanes and who's sticking to who they're playing. And you saw all of that in larger than just teams, teaspoon sample sizes. So they're going to be day one contributors. That, that's first of all. I'm not worried about the shot. The shot will come in time. But they really impressed me. And, you know, you could watch it on TV, but we all know when you watch a game in person, it's a total different vibe. You get a total different feel. And you're hearing sneakers squeak. You're hearing dudes calling out picks. That's the stuff that puts the both of them on the floor because I don't care who's coaching. If Tibbs is the head coach, you know that's what Tibbs is looking for. Mm -hmm. So from a defensive perspective, that was excellent. I thought Sims was more aggressive when he got his hands on the ball anywhere around the paint, more so than Mitch was at the same point in time. So I really did. I really felt like, you know, he had a little floater he tried. And, you know, I don't like he brought the ball down to the waist, but you know what? That's correctable. So Mm -hmm. that was impressive. I mean, those are, you know, everybody else, you know, half the dudes on that roster ain't going to be here. So they're just showcasing for other teams G League. But I was thoroughly impressed with the way them young boys look like on the defensive side. They look like they're ready to play. On the offensive side, they need that little bit of growth. I yeah. know this is summer league, but nonetheless, you have to start somewhere. You know, it's a whole lot easier to tell somebody to tone it down than to have to force somebody to be aggressive. Yeah. And I thought you saw some you saw some controlled aggression from them. Not like the Cleveland-Houston game where they're playing football on the basketball court. <laughs> so I had to leave. That was horrible. That was touch football. That was tackle football. But <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was really I was really impressed, man. And, okay. and thumbs up and shouts to everybody, man. We'll Appreciate talk it, soon. Bro. I'll be here for the I'll be here for the Laker game, so I'll probably call in Please and do. give you my assessment after the Laker game. Please do, bro. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call, man. You got it, bro. Yeah, I thought I thought they were very um, you know aggressive, especially early on in the game. You know, trying to get into the passing lanes and and uh, uh, yeah, I, I liked uh, I liked McBride's activity. I like Grimes' activity on the defensive end as well. Sims, you know, altering some shots out there and just playing disciplined. You know, that was one of the knocks on on him. And we saw early in the uh, when they first got there, they were working with Johnny Bryant and, on on verticality. You know, they, they was working with Johnny Bryan on that. So clearly that's that's going to be a point of emph- emphasis, especially for Sims. And Sims just signed a two-way deal, as we figured. So he'll be in and out of Westchester. So, you know, he'll, he'll get his reps as is needed. Obviously, the Knicks have a, have a stack of vets at the, uh, at the center position. So that's the best bet for Sims anyway. Just go down to Westchester and, and get his reps with, um, with the Knicks squad down there. They should have given him the max. <laughs> I, I think I think what was also pretty cool about what we saw on defense tonight from the from the young guys is that they did a pretty good job, which is 
really rare to find. They did a really good job tagging. And I don't know mm-hmm. if fans are familiar with that term, but it's like part of pick and roll defense, which is something that was an issue last year for the Knicks in the high pick and roll. I mean, um, you know, taggings were the closest perimeter and help defender. You know, they're able to hit the roller or bump, you know, the roller and then get back to their original man. You saw that McBride was able to do that really, really well. Grimes went through screens, which was really, really impressive. And then as we talked about earlier, you know, Obi being uh, vocal and drop dropping and everything like that. And then Sims being, you know, doing what he was able to do. But the tagging was really impressive to me for, for these young dudes to pick it up. Uh, well, they didn't do a great job, but they picked it up well enough yeah. where you know by the time they get into, you know, the regular season, they're going to be pretty good at it. It's a little and, and, I, and I do want to say this, CP, um, you know, as we go into summer league, I mean, everyone's going to evaluate it under different criteria. There's some fans that <laughs> get upset if we lose the game, like winning summer league games matters to them. And if we lose, it's like it's a different story. Some fans look at it different differently. With IQ, I know a lot of people are down on him after today. Mm-hmm. What I will say is that, you know, this the role that he played today is not necessarily going to be the role that he'll play during the season. And so, you know, if you also looked at that spurt where he was starting that game at Philly, um, some of those games thereafter where he had to be the point guard, you saw some similar struggles. But then when we put him back off ball as a shooter, um, you know, playing with Derrick Rose, part of that streak where we had the best bench in the NBA, you saw him play much better. So, you know, let's just put perspective into the roles that some of these guys are playing in summer league is not necessarily going to be the role that they're going to play when you have the other veterans show up, you know, and I think one of the exciting things for me when I see Grimes have good mechanics and I see McBride and I see Jericho Sims and Obi is you know, how are these guys going to look when they're playing with Kemba? They're playing with Derrick Rose. Like two, our two guards, mm-hmm. top guards are our biggest, our best guards attacking the rim. So some of these rookies and some of these young players, they're going to, they're going to get even better looks with our improved roster and our veterans. So yeah. let's just put perspective on this as we look into, you know, the following games here in True. Summer League. And especially with quickly, man, we, you got to figure that he's coming back with that second unit with Rose and, and, and Burks and Obi. And that unit, you know, was was the strength of that Knicks team. So he, the pressure won't be on him as much to be a primary playmaker. He could focus on his strengths, which is shooting off ball. And, and you know, Rose and Burks will handle that primary shot creation on for that second unit. So uh, I think IQ will definitely be, he'll be all right. You know, first game, some league. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. But, and then, you know, also, if you, we're going to keep it a buck, you know, we're going to keep it a buck here. Uh, the way the way that I saw Evan Fournier just play the last week, it's encouraging to me. Maybe there's something where he can have more of a role going downhill. I know that we're looking for IQ to just be this playmaker and just shoot from the perimeter now, mm-hmm. but you're looking at guys who are going to be able to open up opportunities yeah. for IQ to take advantage of that that thing that he does best, the floater. True. So. You know, just little things like that, how they're going to piece together the second unit and the pieces where some of the guys in the first unit can play with those second unit guys. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he could work on that and not just rely on just strictly doing these step back threes. Yeah. So True. that's something new- to just keep an eye on with, you know, that addition of Fournier as well, who does a great job going downhill where him and Kemba actually have a history of that. But, you know, let's say that IQ is in that position in which he's going to play off of Evan or vice versa. That could be something that's going to help him out a lot. Yeah, I don't know if you guys also saw 
the new rules went into effect, and we saw some examples yeah, of those yeah. new rules. Yeah, he didn't get away with two of those. Let's talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, um, hey, we saw it quickly, but I'm also excited because guess what? James Harden has to deal with that. Yeah. Hopefully, Trey Young has to deal with that. I mean, we'll see because that's Emmanuel quickly not getting those calls. I know they're going to emphasize some of these new rule changes, but it's still wait and see to see if these superstars actually get treated the same way. But I did think it was interesting that we saw some of that, you know, stuff here in summer league. So that's something that quickly is going to get, you know, going to have to get over with as well. True story, man. And just to um, elaborate on the rule, I'm just pulling it up from Shams right now. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, where did I see that? I'm trying to pull up the tweet. I'm trying to pull up the tweet. But basically, I don't have the tweet, but basically the, the league, um, they're changing the rules to in, in how they judge fouls in which a player is drawing contact, right? Back, you know, last year we saw it a lot where guys be jumping into guys, Trey Young be jumping backwards on guys off a of pick and roll and, and drawing a foul there. So the league has said since last season that they're going to, Going forward, they're going to be very cognizant in how the referees are calling those. Now, we know IQ was very proficient at doing so, especially earlier on in, in his rookie season. As time went on, I think both defenses had adjusted and referees had, had also uh, stopped giving him the benefit of the doubt on those calls. And we saw it again today in, in Summer League where he, he tried to you know jump into a guy um, and, and didn't get the call. And I think he had another one that was blocked as well. So, you know, it's going to be an adjustment for him as well. Definitely going to yeah. be an adjustment. I, I sent you the tweet, CP. Just, I don't okay. know if you want to yeah, use the, it, but that, send that, it to you on Twitter. And go, yeah. That stop and go and pump fake action isn't going to work. He's going to have to get real comfortable going off the same hand, same foot type of right. thing. You know, the off foot. Steve Nash kind of route of finishing around the rim. You know, that they're going to be looking for that now. Uh, so that's going to be real important for him once he starts getting inside of the trees. Yep. They even use Randall on, like, the thread. They use, like, a play from Randall as one of the examples from the NBA account. But that was interesting. Yeah, it says, if, uh, from NBA officials, it says, beginning with Summer League and effective for the 2021-22 season, game officials will, will enforce – the playing rules in a manner that reduces the incentive for offensive players to use non-basketball moves to draw fouls. So we'll, we'll throw that uh, we'll throw that thread into the chat if you guys want to take a look at some of the examples that they have uh, for your for your reference. Well, very interesting indeed. All right, a couple more calls before we wrap up. Let me let's go to Nebraska. New caller. Let's go to Rod from Nebraska. What's going on, Rod? What's good, CP? Congrats, man, on the 40K, man. Much respect to you and your show there. Thank you, bro. Um, just got a, Yeah, absolutely, man. I just got a couple of uh, quick hits for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, for- um, yeah just with Obi, man. I'm impressed with Obi, man. He looks like he's, he's, he's been working, and that's all I ask from Obi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the face-up game, he has a very, very quick step, uh, a nice yeah. quick step. They need to utilize that more on the, uh, on the face-up yep. uh, with him. But the elephant in the room for me is quickly – how quickly he is falling from one of my best players. Um, he, he, he's, he's, he's a liability on defense. Uh, he couldn't shut down Trey, young boy against young boy, couldn't do that. Um, and playing with some individuals in the summer league that's trying to uh, make their name uh, known in the league, he's struggling. He's struggling uh, tremendously. Uh, he's a one-trick pony. He's a, he's, I don't see someone with talent. I see a, a basketball player with a good pedigree coming from, from Kentucky, coming out of Kentucky. He looks like a basketball emulator. I see Trey Young, I see James Harden, but I don't see a kid that can play with something that he can bring to the game that he can own himself. 
if and and and, and what's more troubling is uh, the fact that uh, that floater game that we all once loved, the league is is a, a league of of, of 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 adjustments. He can't get that floater off like he used to. So now uh, my thing is, we're speaking about adjustments. Can he get a, a mid range game now? Can he get a mid range? So Fournier changes the game. I don't know where quickly fits in, but I'm afraid that his value is going to drop, and we're going to get a second rounder somewhere down the line because he's not if Grimes thins up a little bit, he's stocky, and if he, his shot is, is, is what we think it can be, quickly he's in trouble. Quickly he's in trouble. And I think that Obi and quickly in the summer league, real quick, is a showcase, but I, hopefully it's a showcase in a positive aspect for Obi because he's showing, keep him around. But if they don't make a move on quickly, he's just going to be on the bench, on the bench, on the bench. And lastly, what does quickly do more than what Tria brought for us when he was on the squad? Yeah. I think Tria was it brings brought a lot more than what Quigley does. So Quigley need to get to the gym and learn how to play basketball like a little guy, not like a big guy or like Harden <laughs> or Trey Young. CP, salute to you, my salute brother. Right. I'm signing up and I'm, I'm I'm sending my information, your information to my boys, and you're gonna have more people following you. Appreciate you, you, man. Appreciate the love, man. Appreciate the love. CP, expectations are up. (laughs) Oh, man. Expectations are up, man. Expectations are up. Wow. Rod is not having that, man. Man. He was not impressed. (laughs) I I mean, look, man. It's year two, Rod. It's year two, man. You got to let the kid cook. No, he wasn't. He wasn't known as a, as a top notch defender at Kentucky, and and maybe that might not be it at at the next level. Doesn't mean he can't carve out a role for this team. You gotta let him cook, man, and let him figure it out. We know the one yeah, thing that he, it. yeah, we we know the one thing that he does is at, at an elite level is shoot to shoot to rock, and you can always I, use it. I, at the NBA I level. agreed. I kind of agreed with what he was saying up until the whole Trier point. I don't Trier wasn't getting assists and rebounds like right. that. It was just a score type of thing. Trier was too ball dominant, man. He wasn't moving the rock, and and look, if the NBA had valued Trier, he'd be in the NBA right now. Yeah, I, just I, and. Real. I think it's just the nature of the beast. You, you bring in these draft picks for competition. You bring in the draft picks to get the team better. Yeah. It's not it's not far-fetched to say down the road this kid might be put on the bench because of Grimes or whoever. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but what I'm saying is that's the reason why you make the draft picks you do or pick the players that you do, I should say. Yeah. And Tibbs is a guy who's just about competition and winning. It's not a matter of – favorites or anything like that so i don't see the fact that this guy's a one-trick pony i can't agree with that (laughs) i i just can't agree with that one right now but the defensive part um that's gonna be huge for me because i gotta be honest with you if mcbride does something similar where he could create more from the mid-range besides just the floater that quickly does and i'm not saying this to be controversial or anything like that but there was a there was a, there was a certain point in time where I'm looking at this kid, literally tagging and going through different screens where he was able to hedge bigs or not bigs but bigger players yeah, than yeah. Scotty Barnes. Yeah, quickly he's not doing that, and uh, it, it's just it is what it is. You know, there you got to call it what it is. Mm-hmm. But if one is able to develop more of an offensive game that's polished, yeah, you have that argument, you have that discussion. But right now, you don't have it. 
you know, right. <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a bit of a stretch. I, I will say this, the way that this roster is, is currently constructing the way that we are at least projecting early projection too early to project um, depth charts and possible rotation. Uh, it looks like, look, listen, quickly is going to have to make shots. That's going to be the key just, part yeah, of his role. Gonna He's going to have to make shots. And if he doesn't, then it's going to open up possibilities for McBride and Grimes and other players. For That's sure. just the way it is, especially when you consider Grimes and McBride are look to be better defenders at this point. So, you know, it's just one of those things is the bad shooting night. And just so you can see, uh, CP, how the game has changed now. You know, there's a lot of people that look at Makai Flynn's uh, yeah, performance yeah. and they may think, oh, he's a point guard, but he had one assist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yet <laughs> it's such a different league to where if you just make your shots, you're going to impact the game. And that's what he did. He made timely shots. Yeah. And in terms of the outcome of the game, that's what allowed the Raptors to win and quickly didn't make his shots. And it is it, sometimes miss, the game is just league, that simple. Man. Make a miss league, bro. Yeah, I, I didn't see the, the Trey comparisons there. Um, Trey, you know, listen, Trey had an arsenal. Uh, I think he, I think he has a, a, a had a deeper bag than quickly. He, I think he crossed or almost crossed a 50-40-90 in his rookie season. Um, but for, you know, for whatever reason, he's he's not in the league right now. You know, whether that's lack of defense, lack of playmaking. You know, the attitude was in question. You know, not not trying to you know knock the kid, but that that's just the reality as well. So. I, I'm not sure why, why Iso Zoe's not not in the league right now, but certainly wish him well. But we gotta be patient, man. Be be patient with quickly, Rod. He'll he'll come he'll come along, man. It's only year two, man. Expectations through the roof, people. I want to shout out um shout out my guy above the rim. Another day one uh, contributor to this show sends a hundred dollar super chat. He says, "Congrats on the 40k in the grind. 2020 is going to be a true testament to your future success." Hashtag day one. Salute to you and the crew. We're climbing uh, with you, bro. One two part question for the panel: Does Tibbs need an offensive coach? And should we? Ha- Hold on, let me let me read this. He says, "Does Tibbs need an offensive coach? And which coach should we get since Woody left?" I mean, David, I, I would I would kick that over to you. You have more more intel on the team. Who would you consider the the offensive mind on the team right now? I mean, I like the coaching stuff they have is great. Johnny Bryant, though, is a great yeah. basketball mind. So is Kenny Payne. I mean, I talked about when they hired those two. I was like, Kenny Payne is a big man whisperer. He's going to get so much out of uh, Julius and mm-hmm. and Mitch. He got a hell of, you know, a lot out of Julius. Um, <laughs> but Johnny Bryant, Johnny Bryant's a great basketball line. I mean, just everything that I've heard from people that have worked uh, with him in Utah or just even the guys that are on the team now, they rave about him. They know that X's and O's and player development, you're going to get a really, really solid dude. Yeah. Um, a great guy. So, I mean, it's just that should be a guy that, they could rely on a little bit, you know, more in terms of what they can do offensively guys that are not necessarily coaching. I mean, other guys have gotten scooped up uh, that are coaching elsewhere. You know, I, I was a really big fan of Earl Watson prior to him going to Phoenix, but you know, 
that, that's the nature of the beast, the, the game. Yeah. But, you know, those, those type of guys, they're kind of hard to find off of uh, the, the free agent wire and coaching per se. But the guys that they have currently on staff, Johnny Bryant's good. He's good. Yeah, and, and when, when they did sign Bryant, one of the things when we did our research on him, Quinn Snyder had said that, you know, several times when Bryant was with the Jazz that he would draft up, you know, some offensive sets and, and plays for them to run throughout games. And so uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's he's providing that same type of uh, guidance to Tibbs as well. So may, maybe that, that's his role. He is the associate coach. Let's, let's remember that. So that, that could be um, where Johnny Bryant comes into play. Uh, other Super Chats have come in. Let me shout out Lloyd Barkerock Jr. Salute to Lloyd out there on the West Coast. He says, what's up, CP and JD? I know I tweeted about Sims earlier, but you can't teach energy. The young man is scrappy, and he was heavy on the boards today. Yeah, Sims. Sims was impressive, man. Paul Robinson says they couldn't announce the change of rules before IQ's first game. Had him looking wild out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, they, they changed the locks on IQ real quick, man. He couldn't get through that door. Could not get through that door, man. So salute to uh salute to him. He'll, he'll bounce back. All right, let's let's go back to the phones. Let's go rapid fire. B from Long Island. What's going on, bro? What's up, CP? Thanks for taking the call. How you doing, um, man? First off, I want to say con- good, good. First, I want to say uh, congratulations to Obi. Um, when we first drafted him, I was not really that supportive of it, but I am happy that, you know, uh, he he broke out this year or in the summer league, one, one game. Mm-hmm. But he looked good. To IQ, everybody please relax. Number one, he's not going to be our point guard. He's not going to be our starting point guard. He's not going to be our, our backup point guard. But I do appreciate them giving him these minutes um, and his playtime because I think he does need to develop some more aspects of his game. He is a great shooter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the reason why his shot wasn't falling is because he wasn't getting those foul calls like he usually does. He's more of a that type of person where as soon as he gets to that charity stripe and he sees it goes in, then, he's, then that's when his confidence starts building. But I'm happy that they're letting him, if they continue to, letting him start at that point guard position because he needs to develop more as far as not necessarily his handling, but just his decision-making and as far as taking contact when going to the rim, because that floater is getting corny now. And I love IQ, but the floater is corny. He needs to start taking more contact, start getting the mid-range, start learning how to really lay up the ball. And then also, um, I do think that his more, of his more of his role is just coming off that bench mm-hmm. as a six-man once Derrick Rose finally passes on and he stays, which I hope he does, because I'm a big quickly fan. Okay. But everybody relax. He's not going to be our point guard. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Um, and and yeah. David, I, I saw you smirk when, when he said uh, when he chimed in about the the floater. What, what do you think about that? You know, is is quickly a little? Is he too reliant on the floater? He, it kind of seems like it. It's floater or nothing when it when it comes to you know three feet between ten you know three to ten feet from the basket. What, what do you think about that? I mean, I'm not putting them in the same category whatsoever when I say this, but like. Mark Jackson made a hell of a career with the floater. You know, it's a reliable shot if you can make it. It keeps the defense honest and drop coverage. I'm not, you know, I'm not a hater. I teach the floater a lot. Like, I love that shot. Uh, If you can make it and you're efficient with it, go for it. You know, it keeps the defense on their toes. I do agree with the caller, though, that he has to add a little bit more with 
creating his shots off yeah. of the dribble. Uh, that was something that I brought up actually on this show with uh, the quarterly report where mm-hmm. I was like, teams are going to start sitting on one hand and forcing him one direction. Yeah. And then, you know, you're going to get into issues where hedging is not going to be the, the initial problem. It's the guys that can drop or go through hedges that are going to make life miserable for, for quick. So mm-hmm. I see where the, the call is coming from. The floater's not corny. The floater's a great shot, <laughs> but <laughs> he's, He's, he's going to be fine. I mean, this is literally the first game of the second year. Uh, Pressure. Um, it's it's just a good it's just a good first impression of what he can do with the ball in his hands. Yeah. People are going to see what he can do by the time. If you told me this was going on in game 65 this, past, this upcoming season, then I would be like, hey, maybe you're right. Yeah. But – He's got some time. He'll yeah. be all right. Well, let him cook. Well, let him cook. Uh, JJ from Brooklyn, what's going on, bro? Yo, what's good, fellas? How's everyone doing? Good, man. How you doing? Oh, no. Good, brother. Good. Good, good. Just watching uh, just watching this Cavs-Rockets game. This Jalen Green. Oh, my goodness. This guy's step back is ridiculous, This kid's going to be a star. Step back three is like nothing. This kid's going to be oh, a star. Oh, my God. What a bucket. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Sims. Man, the thing I liked about him, you could see he has really good hands, which is good because he can use someone, a center that could catch. Now, with Mitch and Noel, it's kind of rough down there. You know, I mean, the rebound, and he was hustling. He was diving for loose balls. I mean, it was really impressive. I definitely think he's going to be our third-string center, though, as long as Mitch and Noel are both healthy. Yeah. But I like McBride, like King Deeds was saying. He, he does remind me of Marcus Smart a lot. Mm-hmm. He really does. I think he's going to be a better shooter. He's just scrappy. You know, and the thing with Obi, I wanted to ask you guys. He obviously sought out today. Mm-hmm. But do you guys think that Tibbs is actually going to play him and Randall together? Because if not, then it's a waste. You know, he shouldn't be a 10-, 12-minute player for the next five years. So can he play the five? But, you know, with Tibbs, I don't think so, just because he likes his rim protection. And if you got Obi and Randall, you don't really have that. It could be layup lines. And then could he play the three? But I don't think he could guard threes. So... It's kind of tough. I wanted to get minutes, but I just I'm just not sure it's going to happen right now. But yeah, and last yeah. thing, CP, I just wanted to congratulate you, man, on 40k. Appreciate you. Deserve you, another zero at the end of that. Just it's I've been watching you for a minute and just watching you grow and how big you've gotten. Interview with Nick Legends and actors and rap legends. It's been, you should really be proud of yourself, man. Just keep up the great work. Appreciate you, you, man. Deserve, man. Yeah, man, you, you never miss a show, appreciate bro. Appreciate it, man. Def, definitely appreciate you for appreciate uh, it, bro. for supporting us, man. Definitely. Thanks yes, again. Sir. Yeah, listen, it's going to be left to be seen whether Tibbs will experiment and go small where where we have some advantages there. You know, I think if Obi can, can play a little bit disciplined, he came on strong to close the season out. I thought that last month of the season, including the playoffs, I thought he played very well on both ends. We were looking for that. We were looking for that small ball lineup to see if we could create some advantages against Capella, against the Hawks. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we can get a 20-minute Obi rather than a 10-minute Obi. Because I, th- I think he could really bring some energy, and, and uh, we'll, we'll see if him and Julius can work. I don't know, fellas, what do you think about that small ball lineup, Julius and Obi, next year? I mean, I'm, I've been <laughs> – I've told people I think he could play the three. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, guys, but I think he can play the three. Mm. Uh, the ability – his physical ability has improved to, to move his hips mm. – he has good feet. He has good enough feet to move. 
with threes, in my opinion. Um, now, is he going to do it for lots of minutes? No, I don't think so. Not right now. Mm-hmm. Down the road, I think he can. But as a, but right now, if you want to do it in spurts where you can have that lineup of Obi, Randall, Mitch, or Noel, whoever is going to be the center, then I would. I mean, I I would experiment with that. I. Wouldn't have issues with that. Not to say that he's starting at that position, but what I'm saying is, is that yeah. that's something that I could see uh, wholeheartedly happening. Finding finding a window format the three that'd be interesting, man. Like I haven't seen it. You know, obviously, you know, from a, from a speed and, and an athleticism standpoint, it. De- I guess it depends. I guess it would be situational. You know, who who's he up against? But um, yeah, I don't know. They they're gonna have to find a way, man. I want to see it's this just, kid on the court. I think it's just the defensive principles and what they're doing for. The, the matchups and the team that they have, it's not necessarily something where they're just yeah. like, yeah, he's going to be a three all the time right. every single night. Right. There might be instances which Randall's in foul trouble, so he's going to be more in the fat of forward position. Or, you know, who who's to say that his perimeter shot's going to improve and his perimeter defense is going to improve to the point where he can play a little bit of minutes if Fournier's out or whoever they want to put at the three, RJ's in foul trouble. There's, there's just a myriad of things that he can do. Yeah. JD, I, I, mean, you, man. I mean, I personally think um, with Kemba now on the roster and Derrick Rose, you know, potentially back him up. I think the Knicks are a little bit of a crossroads here in terms of you have the, your top pick from last year. You just made an investment in Randall. Um, I don't think Tibbs is going to change minutes distribution with his best players. So I still see Randall playing a lot of minutes mm-hmm. this year, especially Tibbs looking to duplicate uh, last season in terms of having, you know, uh, a playoff record. So you're going to have to find minutes creatively for Obi. And I, with Fournier's addition and Kemba, you know, being able to shoot the three, I would experiment him at the five. I, I mean, I would more so than the three, me personally, because him playing the three, you know, I, I would need to get him to play better defense. You know, he, he received a lot of Sean Marion comparisons coming out of school. Uh, one of the things that allowed Sean Mary to play the five, the four, and the three was his ability to to play defense and have lateral quickness on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, and, hey, why not put him at center and surround him with shooters and put him in a pick and roll with, with Kemba? And let's see how that works, you know, because yeah. you're going to have to find a way to get him minutes. And I just personally don't think that going into next season and playing him 10, 11 minutes like you did this season, you are, again, putting pressure on a young player to make immediate yeah, impact yeah. in only 10 minutes. And there's yeah. some players that they that. just need more than that to to, to heat up, to cook up, and to get into a rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I don't know that I want to put that much pressure on Obi again in terms of you have to come in and if you don't make impact right away, you're out the yeah, game. Yeah. So, it's true. It's a good point. Definitely a good point. All right, a couple more calls before we wrap up. It's a great show so far. Summer League kickoff. Knicks fall to the Raptors, 89-79. to uh, Val from Jersey. Val, how you doing? Hi, how are you doing? Good. Um, to continue with that, that point about uh, – oh, yeah, congrats on the 40K, by the way. Anyway, Thank you, bro. Um, to continue on that point about Obi at the three, I like him at the three because his arm length – also disrupt passes. He looks like he's a better rebounder, and he also reminds me of a better version of Josh Smith. You remember that guy on yeah, the Hawks? Of course, of course. If yeah. you put Obi at the three and he improves his jumper, he can be a better version at Josh Smith. Or if Randall becomes a better three-point shooter, I think Obi at the three can work. 
he disrupts the passing lanes and he just looks amazing. I just want to know what are your thoughts as far as like him like being a long term option for us because I really don't want to trade the guy. Like you know, yeah. thank you guys. Appreciate me. it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we really just touched on it. You know, we really just touched on it. I think. Um, look, I, I think no one's untouchable on this team. And as they move forward with the way that they've tied up the cap, trades uh, is going to be probably the most likely path with the with the draft capital that they have, and now young players on this roster. These guys are gonna, these kids are going to have to play, especially Obi. He's going to have to play, and and we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see what what his role is going forward. Will he be a potential trade piece down the line to to help? improve this roster or will, will he be a mainstay in this young core as as they move forward it's gonna be left to be seen but certainly they need to continue to, to be invested in his player development and again i just don't see that with him being being a 10 minute a night player so uh, let's see what they do the, the decision they make on mitch may tell us everything because they already gave noel that contract yeah they just they just drafted sims and sims seems a lot of the things he does is what tibbs likes and then you just made the investment in Randall. Where are these minutes coming from? You know, so what they do with Mitch, if they decide to give Mitch a contract, then that's it. Your front court is locked up. And so that's why I would experiment him at the five. Him playing the five is just on offense. It doesn't mean that he's going to defend and beat. If you have him out with Randall, that's going to be yeah. Randall's assignment. So you can schematically work around it, but he's going to have to find minutes and it's positive what he did today. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes in summer league because you never know what could happen. You want to see him boost up his value. You never know what could happen in the future. Let's go to uh, – let me hear from my guy Jay from Florida. Jay, what's going on, man? Yeah, A.K.A. What Debbie what's Downer. Funny? What's good, bro? Uh, Debbie Downer, Zach. No, I'm, I'm positive vibes, man. I'm okay. Vibes. All right, no doubt. What's no my boys, man? Yeah, man. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Let's go. 40K followers we need every like. Hit Facts. that every like. 100%. Listen, man, back to the Kemba thing. I ain't pop up with the Kemba thing, but I'm happy. Right? They always say, oh, Jay, Jay from Florida. What do you know about the Knicks? <laughs> no, Jay's not from Florida. Jay's from the Bronx. I went to a Catholic boys' high school, Mount St. Michael, on 238 and White Plains Road, Narrowed Avenue. All right? Let him know. Kemba went to Rice from St. Clark. All right? I, grew up, I grew up in the same type of neighborhood, so I respect Kemba coming home to play ball. Um, IQ, CP, remember in, in February I said that IQ was selfish? and the chat was going down my neck, IQ was not a lead ball handler. I said it months ago. He looked off Grimes a million times. Come on, how you sit down with Grimes for dinner when you look him <laughs> off like four times? Come on, you got you to gotta, you gotta get your mind together, IQ. Like, you can't go share a burger with your dad and you looked, you looked off four times. So, come on, man. Um, I like McBride. I feel like McBride can't really turn the corner. Maybe Dave, you gave me some insight. I know Dave got, got all the basketball insight. He's great defensively, but on offense, I didn't see him turn the corner one time. And that was the reason why IQ held the ball, because IQ, he, he's selfish, but he could turn the corner a little bit. So he can get to the paint. Um, what else I had? Oh, shout out to my boy King Deej. Uh, Jalen Johnson had 20 and 10. So I'm, I'm, going off, I'm going off summer league debut. King Deej said I was trash when Jalen Johnson on the Knicks. He had 20 and 10 in the summer league debut. Um, I think that was it, man. I think that was it. Let me see. Hold on, hold on. Let me think of some other points I had. Oh, he's like, he's like, I need the negative. Where's the negative? Your man, no negative tonight, bro. No, no negative. All positive vibes tonight. (laughs) Your man Grimes didn't get hit the ball in the shooting pocket. Patton threw him a terrible pass 
on the right wing. Terrible pass. If you would have got some pass in the shooting pocket, I feel like you would have made four or five threes mm. easy. But, yo, listen, we still got a point guard of future. I'm happy Kemba's home, but Kemba and, and Derrick Rose needs his trash. Kemba needs to go to, to Germany and see the same uh, knee doctor that Kobe that saw Kobe 10 did. years yeah, ago yeah. and try to get his knee together. Because when we get Kemba's knee together, it's a different story. He's only, what, 31? Yeah. If Kemba could give us three or four years if his knee's right, this team is in a different, different league. And Obi needs to play the five. My prediction is Obi's going to be the second uh, max player on his team. Well, third after okay. RJ. Obi's going to get a max contract on the Knicks. Interesting. Baby stat. I'm going. Jay from Florida. Come with some positive energy today. All right. It's Sunday, wow. man. It's yeah, Sunday. Usually, usually Jay comes at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's my guy. He's cool. Uh, fellas, real quick, I, I didn't. We, we talked about the Kemba stuff before we went live, but I didn't uh, get it. We didn't get it on record. Uh, just give me your thoughts on on the Kemba acquisition. I'm happy about it. Guy who can get into the uh, excuse me, who can get from the perimeter to the paint, you know, pretty efficiently. The knees issue is just it's always going to be something that's going to be in the back of my mind is yeah. if he could stay healthy. Uh, the depth in terms of the guard position now. It's going to be good that he won't be able to play a lot of back-to-backs, I don't think. Uh, but, man, just if that knee holds up and he's, you know, 75% of what Kemba Walker can be, yeah, that's going to be a great acquisition for the type of money that they got for him. It's a steal. So 100%. I'm pretty happy about him. He could, he could turn the corner for the team significantly. Yeah, I mean, it's an arthritic knee. So, uh, you know, similar to Allen Houston's condition, I don't think it's ever going to get better. But, look, it's a two-year deal. Uh, we'll, we'll have a, a platoon with him, Rose, hopefully McBride, get get some action there. You also have capable ball handlers and Burks. You know, IQ will, will have, handle a little bit, not not primarily, but for N. Fournier, we'll s- certainly get that, RJ. So, I mean, I, I think we have enough ball handlers around to, to open up the offense and play make for each other. I, I think Campbell will be great uh, as they utilize the screen and rolls with him. I think he'll be the best point guard that Mitch has ever played with. So even though his pick and roll numbers are down over the years, he's still better than what we had. And in the clutch, I, I trust Kemba again in the clutch more than I trust Julius. I'll put the ball in his hands and, and let him go to work. JD, what about yeah. you, bro? Um, I think I think it's a great addition to the team. Um, and you know, I hey, just like I said with Noah, I'm not gonna rule him out playing back to back games, only for the simple fact that I think if his knee looks right. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's still a contract year. So when you look at it, it is a two year, but it, it, in essence, it's a contract year. He's in New York and hey, you know, he's still playing for another contract. So he wants to put himself in a position to where whether it's with the Knicks or another team, then, you know, his next contract is a long term deal. And so I think that if, you know, if you look at his minutes, he still played almost 32 minutes last season. So if he's right. You know, people saying he's going to play 22 or 24 minutes. I don't see that personally. I think with Thibodeau, <laughs> I mean, listen, you saw what he did with Noel yeah. and you saw what he did with Rose in, in L.A. So uh, I know a lot of people are saying this with the knee, but I'm telling you, this is Tom Thibodeau. And if the things if, you know, the medicals check right and he's playing well, he's going to play. He's going to play. Thibodeau's is trying to make the playoffs. It's a one-year deal. He's going to play. Um, will he play 82 games? Probably not, yeah. but he's going to play minutes within the game. Um, I think one of the things that has been talked a lot about is his defense um, in terms of him taking a step back. There's one interesting thing, though, that he will bring to the team mm-hmm. is 
you know, last year he was in a three-way tie for first in charges taken. A lot of people talk about Kyle Lowry having that ability. Kemba Walker is underrated. You know, he was uh, first last year. The year before that, he was seventh. The year before that, he was third. And the year before that, he was third in the NBA in charges drawn, which means that he sacrifices his body. Um, He may not be the greatest defender, but he's still going to give you possessions. So when you couple that with Tom Thibodeau's system, you know, he Tom Tibbs is going to find a way to hide him, um, but he's going to give us possessions in terms of sacrificing his body. So That's good points. The sacrifice, uh, the signing of Noel and Mitch hopefully being healthy, I think will cover some of the defensive deficiencies between him and, and, and Fournier. And I just think everyone's going to be better. I can't wait to see him in a pick and roll with some yeah. of our athletic Get him um, in big high men. Pick and roll, man. And listen, I'm putting faith in that Kemba is going to be all right. He had another opportunity to come to New York, and he didn't, and now he's here. And I think he knows what's up. He knows New York. He knows there's going to be a lot of scrutiny. He knows um, the stage. I'm excited. I did see a video of him the other day that I got through, you know, uh, a close friend. And so he looks happy. He's excited. He can't wait to get here. Let's go. Well, let's go, man. I'm excited about it. I'm definitely excited about it. Kemba and MSG, you know, what, what more could you ask for, man? I'm definitely excited the way things, uh, you know, shook loose for for the Knicks to be able to be in the, the position to get them. So it, I think it, it turned a ho-hum free agency into a pretty good one in terms of what they did. So let's see what happens. Kemba on the big stage. All right, last call of the night. It's been a great show, people. want to definitely um, appreciate everybody for calling in and uh, tuning in, supporting, holding it down. 1,700 strong in the chat. Salute to you guys. Like Jay said, man, let's get up to 1,000 likes, man. We got 1,677 people in here. Let's get that thumbs up button. All we need is 400 more likes to break 1,000 tonight. Let's do that and celebrate Knicks Fan TV 40K. Also for uh, 40K, I got an autograph R. RJ Barrett basketball authentic signature. We're going to be giving that away uh, probably for the next show, the Lakers show. So stay tuned. Make sure you follow Knicks Fan TV on Instagram and Twitter as well to be on the lookout for that announcement and where to sign up for it. But I'll be giving away an autograph RJ Barrett Spalding basketball to one lucky winner to celebrate 40K. All right, last call of the night. Let's go to um, Angelo from Las Vegas. Angelo is at the game today. Angelo, how you feeling, bro? Good man, come on, CP and the crew. Let's Big go. Fan TV, forty K. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, I'm so excited for you guys, man. Thank what you. What year has been for you? I'm so excited for your success, and uh, I'm here riding with you, man. I've been watching the show since uh, since I think Frank. I've been here a minute. Oh, sure. Uh, okay. Watching you guys and appreciate and it. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. So, hey, I was at the game. You know, I saw some things that shoot around. I was so it's pretty interesting to me. Like, one of the biggest things I saw was that, um, man, like everybody we drafted uh, have NBA bodies. Like, these guys are big. Even McBride at 6'2", is bigger than quickly. Mm. You know, that man, that man's got, he's built. And especially Sims, you look at that man and say he could, you know, jump out the gym mm. and in, in, uh, and in shoot-around, instead of, like, showing off and dunking, he was working on his touch. And all those little touch moves he was doing around the rim – during the game, he was working on those during shoot-around. Mm. So you could tell it's a big focus of his game. He knows that if he can, you know, have a nice touch around the basket, he's going to get minutes, you know. And, you know, quickly, I, I think like, I understand what everybody's saying. Uh, interestingly enough, everybody's talking about his dribbles. Um, but, you know, that one thing he was everybody's, like, tripping about, he was working on before the game. 
And and I can say like before the game, I'm like damn, this dude got some handles. Like he could do all the moves and everything. But the problem is, is that he is small. You know, his body not as far as height, but his his body is small. He's skinny. And so I don't care how good of a handle you have. You know, if you could face up somebody, you know, he, he could probably juke. You know, some of the best defenders out there. But if you got if someone's pressing you at, at mid court, and I, I don't care how how good of a handle you have, if you have to put your body between. Uh, that defender in the ball, and he's bigger than you, he's going to bump you within your dribble, and he's going to knock that ball out of your hand. Yeah. And so I think that's the biggest problem. Now, you can say, okay, you put him at the two, those guys are going to be bigger. But the difference is is that he's not getting pressed at, at half court. He's getting that ball within the rhythm of the offense, and he's getting an opportunity to create space. So now he can work some dribbles and maybe do a step back and do things that really meet his game. You know, I think he's a playmaker. He's just too small. Look at him in transition. Totally different type of player when it comes to transition. He can definitely get the ball to, to, the, to the right player in those type of situations. So I think when it comes down to it, it's just putting him in the right spot to succeed. And so I think that right spot is right next to Rose, with Rose at the yeah. point and him at the two, and give him the. And that was the, that was the, the lineup that worked last year. One hundred percent. I love that. Our, I'm more excited about keeping our core bench together than than even what we got going with the starting lineup because our bench was a huge strength of ours. And I think we got we got the right right squad together to make sure that that second unit is doing damage. And uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, Obi Toppin, man, I was cracking up with the, with those threes, man, because before the game, I was his main focus, that corner right three. Mm-hmm. He was shooting that shot like the whole time through shoot around. You could tell he was like adamant about being able to make that shot. And during the beginning of the game, that was where he was parking. He was camping that whole time mm-hmm. and just staying stagnant in that corner. And it wasn't until he started moving around and started getting around the basket, started making hustle plays, and things started really moving around for him and, and, and doing well for him. So I'm hoping that he can open up his game more and get over that. I think he's one of those guys that if, it, if something's not going right for him, he wants to make it work. You could tell he hates losing. He was very vocal out there. The, the, the worse we were playing, the more vocal he was with the young guys. I love that leadership of, of, about him. And he, it felt like he was calling out more plays and, and, and directing the team more than even IQ was. You know, and so to me, I think that says a lot, you know. I think that, that I think we made the right moves by getting veterans in there in the point guard spot. They're going to fill that role, and, and you just let IQ do his thing, and that is get a buck. Okay. Man, pre- appreciate the call, man. Are you going to be at the Laker game? Yep, I'm going to be at the Laker game. I'm going to try to make as many of those games as I can. All right, man. Um, you know, I gotta, I, it's the only opportunity I have to watch these Knicks games, being from Vegas and all that. But no doubt. Hey, uh, shout out to Queens. That's where I'm from. And, uh, you know, I miss New York so bad, and uh, sometimes I feel like, oh, when I'm on the, on the show. So I thank you guys for putting this show together. It's been, it's been great for me. Good, man. That, that's the point. And definitely uh, call back in after the Laker game. We need that intel, need that pregame intel. Definitely appreciate it. And, yeah, you know, that that's part of the, uh, I think, the benefits of this show is I feel like, you know, we, we bring people closer to home. Uh, with, with covering the Knicks because a, a guy like Angela out in Vegas, yeah, you'll, you'll have some, some New York transplants out there as well, but obviously it's nowhere near being at home and, and chopping it up uh, on these Knicks. You know, you could be you could be out here chopping it up with the, on the Knicks with total strangers. And so, you know, when you go to some of the other remote areas in the in the country or around the world, it's, it's just less and less of us out there. So I think that's what this, this channel brings. It brings a chance for all of us to come together, chop it up, overreact to the first summer league game, you know what I'm saying, like we did today, and, and just get it all out. So appreciate that. Appreciate Angelo. Appreciate the panel, man. David, JD, great job as usual, man. Appreciate you guys for coming on tonight. Let me get my, uh, my outro music here. 
and then we can we can go ahead and um, sign out. One one quick thing I want to bring to the to the people's attention, man. I want to shout out and, and send sincere condolences to to my guy Jay Boogie. Uh, Jay Boogie hit me up over the weekend and, and let me know that his, his sister was tragically killed. Um, she was tragically murdered a few days ago, and so I want to first and foremost um, send my sincerest condolences to Jay Boogie, his family, uh, on this tragedy, this truly tragic situation that that's happened down in North Carolina. Also, uh, as I said, you know th- this is a big community, and you guys do so much to support this show. Uh, I want us to, if we can, um, support Jay Boogie, man, to to help him cover the funeral arrangements for his sister. And if you guys are able, if you guys are willing and able to donate to his Cash App, the Cash App is dollar sign J J A Y, the number one movers J one movers. We're gonna put that in the chat. If you guys are willing and able to, to donate, man, if, if, you, if we could support our fellow Knicks fan, we know Jay Boogie gives us the closing sermon, but um, right now he's going through a tough time with, with him, him and his family, and uh, this is what we do. We support each other through the good times, let's support each other through the bad times, and, and pick him up. He always picks us up through, through the wins and the losses, but, but real life is real, and, and we want to support him as well and, and lift him up as well, man. So once again, if we could donate anything to his cash app, it is J1 movers j-a-y the number one movers m-o-v-e-r-s j one movers is j boogie's cash app anything that you guys can do would greatly be appreciated and uh yeah like i said man we just sent condolences to j boogie and his family during during this tough time condolences indeed Indeed, man. Indeed. Appreciate you, fellas. Um, JD, let, let's go ahead and, and close out. Just let, let the people know where uh, where they can find you, man. Uh, JD Sports Talk NY on Twitter and JD Space Sports Talk together on YouTube. And just want to, again, send my condolences out to Jay Boogie. I will be uh, donating and, uh, you know, just tough times, man. Um, just hope that he can get through this and come back. He knows he has community here of supporters yeah and you know sports in these in these times sports is your safe haven right it's your medicine so hopefully he can get back to this side as soon as he can and uh you know uh, just want to salute to ucp again congratulations on your accomplishment you know I, i don't know if you ever saw this looking at your first videos and how your growth incrementally has has happened throughout your previous logo like everything i know when you go through these milestones you look at all the steps and you just go wow so salute to you man and i just want to give a shout out to ron cleveland man 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 it's the knicks um he is not going to be doing his show due to personal reasons he's okay he's 100 okay i talked to him on the phone but he is a caller of, of knicks fan tv he yeah. said he will be calling your show cp in the future it's just you know just personal stuff he can't continue to commit the to way ron. that he did in the form so ron, ron cleveland shout out to you and let's get it man it's game two overreaction season game let's two. go game two against the lakers uh david let, let the people know where they can find you man uh dave xenon on twitter um and then david mark xenon on my instagram same name just a full name and then my condolences to jay boogie uh praying for you bro um sorry to hear about that i'll be donating as well and uh i suggest everybody else in the chat they do as well uh always look after your loved ones prayers to everybody 
appreciate you guys definitely appreciate it and once again appreciate everybody for the in the chat for for tuning in for supporting for sending your well wishes to jay boogie let's send our well wishes to ron cleveland as well um jd and and when you spoke about the growth of this channel the growth is attributed to, to people like that man the people who tune in every night they call in they contribute uh you know we we know ron cleveland saying man 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 because he did it so often on this show and he went out and, and carved out his his own wave and so uh definitely so to him we know jay boogie as the closer and it's just those guys are just examples of people um investing in this community investing in this channel and connecting building and connecting and those guys they're two of the most uh stand-up dudes that i know and again they're all about community and connecting and so we definitely want to send that love back out to them once again jay boogie's cash app is j j a y one movers m-o-v-e-r-s uh, and, and we're looking to help him out with the funeral arrangements on, on the passing of his sister uh, because it was truly, truly a tragic, tragic incident that, that happened down there, man. So, Jay Boogie, um, keep your head up. We love you, man, and, and we, we appreciate you, bro. And for, for the rest of you guys, we'll, we'll tune in. We'll, we'll check out, um, we'll check you guys August 11th, Knicks versus Lakers, Knicks post game live. Uh, we out of here, man. Peace. Also, I'll have later on, we'll, we'll post the post game press conference from the coach, OB. And, uh, and Jericho Simpson. So stay tuned on the channel for that one as well, man. All right, people, we out of here. Peace. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.